Hey, what is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome to Bobo's Block. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for tuning in to this block party I have every single time I step behind the mic. And if this is your 48, 52nd, 53rd time, what up, dog? It is good to see you. It is joyous to be back with you again. I thank you for coming to kick it with me for the one time, all right? So, of course, I want to let you guys know that this episode of Bobo's Block is solely sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is where you can do the most and best help for Bobo's Block. That is my bread and butter. That is where I get all of my um, fundage for to go right back into the network and we post shows and all the good stuff. Or so, um, Patreon is legit the fam like you, you guys know me i post a crap ton of stuff on patreon and you can go to my patreon at patreon.com forward slash bobo that's patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o and there you can see multiple tiers that we have available for you to donate and help the block grow help the wonderground media network grow we have tiers starting from a dollar all the way up to three thousand dollars and of course you know when i mention that i have to also mention that you and i were to be because i see you with me and if you pay three thousand dollars you mean you're getting married <laughs> um <laughs> yeah man it, it's it's just a it's a great thing to have people support you and i have to get more diligent about making make sure you guys know that that is the best place for for you to support me and the show we have things on the horizon we have things coming up but again like that's like the hub of all of what happens on bobble's block the bonus episodes are there all of the exclusive content is there you get bonus pictures you get polls and all that good stuff so yeah go check out our patreon again patreon.com forward slash bobo patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o and let's get into the show um, we're going to go ahead and start off with the updates. Y'all still have not. You guys are, you still haven't told me what you want. I'm literally waiting on y'all until you guys hit me up on social or in my DMs. Tell me what you want me to do with this update sound, bro. You're going to get it until you do. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, update. I am becoming more diligent about things. Like I told you guys last um week, I am reorganizing a lot of stuff i'm making sure i dedicate more time to a lot of the other things that i am really good at and things that i want to see flourish in my life so like photography and writing and all the other good stuff and like my wrestling and things i'm i'm taking actual time out to do that um i went to art walk last week here in jacksonville florida art walk is back if you know um about art walk here in jacksonville it's a big deal it's really good time for everybody in the city to come together see all the cultural um influences of the the current modern like art and culture scene dog like you get to see up and coming artists you see old veteran artists you get to see writers you get to see musicians you get to see performers you get to see all of it in one centralized place art walk is amazing love art walk um got to chance to see art walk as a photographer than then a performer i usually go down and i perform or I meet up with friends and do stuff or whatever this time i was just there for the visuals therefore what it had to give me as an artist as a photographer i took some great shots if you guys want to check my um social media bobo fnn on instagram and check out um the post that i made about my art walk experience you'll also see um i got caught in 4k i brought my dog down and my dog was being my dog he's a dog of mischief loki he got into fights and i had to put him up on my shoulder all night loki loves being on my shoulder if you ever see me about with my dog he's I would say 60 to 75% of the time on my shoulder. Um, so yeah, so people were just enjoying that. My, um, homie Ryan at Hey Mr. Ryan for gam on t- Twitter and, and Instagram. Hey Mr. Ryan. Um, but yeah, Ryan, he caught me in 4k doing my thug dizzle and taking photos with the dog on my back. <laughs> Loki was just being his adorable self. But yeah, it was funny because when he, he was like, who's this, who's this cool ass motherfucker taking photos with a dog on his shoulder. And he was like, I look a little closer. I know that motherfucker with the dog on the show. <laughs> yeah, man. I enjoy seeing my friends out and about. Especially we um like I told you, we just did the private screening of Venom Two with Gam. That it, that was another time I got to just chill and be with all um, a good friend of mine. Hopefully we'll be able to get some things in the works together. We'll be able to pull some more events together as well too. So yeah. Um leading into that, that's kind of um 
what uh, another big update for me. I, I set I set some goals for myself for especially for next year. I definitely have been. I wouldn't say not diligent, but I have been a lot lax than I usually would have been. Say if this would have been like 2015-ish or whatever, or like even just um back in the day, beginning of Bobo's block. I, I have not been able to do a live episode. I haven't been able to do a tour or anything like that. And I feel like I need to really press myself to do so. So here's here's what I'm doing. So next year, my goals, I want to do multiple live podcasts. I'm already thinking up venues. I'm already thinking up if I'm going to do cons or not, stuff like that. I'm already thinking up how I'm going to pull this off. I know I have three three dates in general in mind. I want to do the the birthday episode live. So that will be around the beginning of the year, January-ish. Around January 13th is the actual birthday of Bobo's Block. Um but January 13th, I think, is a Wednesday. Uh, I don't think I'll get y'all out to, on a Wednesday or so. Um, but I probably the 15th that Saturday or the 14th that Friday, just depending. It would be lovely if our eighth birthday was on, on Friday the 13th. Crazy, right? Um, but that will be our ninth birthday, Friday, Friday the 13th. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so January I want to do a show. I want to do a show most likely for my actual birthday, April I haven't decided yet if I want to do a live podcast or whatnot. Um, I want to do a live podcast in um, the end of the year, October, because that was when the relaunch of Bobo's Block happened a couple years ago in 2019, I want to say. Yeah, 2018, 19, October-ish. Um, that's when retro, yeah, retcons and... Yeah, retros. What was the name of that damn episode? Reboots and retcons. That's the name of the the first rebooted episode of Bobo's Block. The new format, just me and everything of that nature. So yeah, reboots and retcons was the eighteenth of October. So I would like to do something around that time as well. Um, and usually, there are also cons that are are kind of around these times as well. And I want to get back to. Uh, old Sami Ground, the first ever live venue for Bobo's Block was SabiCon, which is actually coming up this weekend. If you're in Jacksonville, WasabiCon is the 16th and the 17th. So come on down, hang out with um the crew, hang out with a lot of people. I'm gonna be down there on the 17th for the Florida Anime Club. Um, if I if I make it down there, it'll probably be like late afternoon. But if I do get down there at the beginning of the day, it's because I wasn't at work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely implore you to come on down, check out Wasabi Con. It's one of my favorite cons. It's it's always one of the 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 least talked about anime cons in Jacksonville. Um, because again, Wasabi Con is a little bit smaller, but now they've finally gotten their big boy legs out of there and the prime F Osborne this year. You guys will definitely enjoy it. Tickets are on sale now. This is not a sponsored ad. I just bang with Wasabi Con. Like they are the truth. Um, but yeah, I want to probably do another, uh, another, um, live show at Wasabi Con to celebrate again, another thing I just haven't done in a while. And I want to do a tour almost kind of like, um, if I go to different cities or whatever, but I also kind of want to finish my poetry book and do a open mic live, yeah, open mic tour. Um, there are a lot of things that I want to do next year, but those two things are major for this show and my network is to do more live podcasts and to go on a small tour. Like, so you guys hit me up, help me out with this. That's why it's important to sign up for the Patreon. That's why it's important to just like to support things I do on social media and stuff like that. You guys are amazing. I (laughs) I woke up to somehow 713 downloads of Bobo's Block on on our hosting site. Mind blown. Thank you for all the people who are out there listening, wherever you are, whether it be the United States or any other country. I know we listen to in India. I know we listen to in England and Ireland and France and Spain. I know we listen to um, a little bit of everywhere, dog. Like you guys really impressed me about who who pulls up to the block. This is truly something really dope that I can't believe I get to kind of experience every every single goddamn week, right? Um, but yeah, we have a lot of things we got to talk about, like. It's, there's going to be a lot of little little talks. You know, you can probably find those talks on my Patreon. Go ahead and get on my Patreon, man. Like, sit. Not gonna, I'm not going to mention my Patreon again until the end of the show. There. 
boom. All right. So I started something last week. Started something last week, and I named it after I recorded. <laughs> so if you guys caught the last episode, we started a new segment that comes before Around the Net. I'm calling it Friend of the Pod of the Week. And that's where I just get to show you guys, like, my friends, my my podcast that I listen to, the people I, I talk with on Instagram and talk with on Twitter, and people I, like, actually genuinely support. So, yeah, I have a new friend of the pod of the week, <laughs> and I want you guys to meet one of my homies, okay? So, yeah, catch you guys after this friend of the pod. What is going on y'all this your boy lou back at y'all with a brand new episode of lou's podcast episode 51 51 hey y'all guess what let me start off by um having you guys guess let me give you a couple more seconds you guys made it to another Friday. Yo, clap it up, man. Pat yourself on the back. You guys made it. I want to appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart for tuning in, man, and just rocking. Keep rocking with your boy. My last episode meant a lot, you know, to me since it was my 50th. And, you know, it, it only gets better from here. So I appreciate you guys tuning into a brand new episode of Lou's podcast on a beautiful Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that was the homie Lou Sleazy. He is um, one of the big supporters of Bobo's Block. I enjoy enjoy interacting with him on social media, and also, like I said, we um, listen to each other's podcasts all the time. That was his episode fifty one that is just currently out. I have a link to his podcast in the description below, so you can go ahead and give him a listen, give him a follow. Um, Lou is doing his his shows on the end of the week. Like I said, it's Fridays. He gets to talk about everything that's um, happened throughout the week, and he gets to talk about all the stuff that he likes. He does pop culture and other um, nerdy geek things he talks about wrestling he talks about television he talks about comics he talks about all the marvel movies he talks about a little bit of everything this um last episode the clip that i gave you guys from he talks about sabrina making it to riverdale i'll let you guys get the scoop from him um and we may talk about it in around the net i don't know so yeah i'll see what's on the docket okay but yeah that, that's one of the friends of the pod on the block so you guys definitely go ahead and check him out all right so now let's go ahead and get us into around the net. And this week's ATN, um, we have a dope, dope little docket to talk about. So um, let's go ahead and get into a few of these things. So I want to firstly start off by talking about the announcement. You got this. This is a, a uh, this literally happened right after uh, I posted last week's episode. So yeah, this is a good week old. So you guys probably know about it. But Smash finally announced the last character to join the crew, and it is none other than our boy Sora from Goddamn Kingdom Hearts. Yes, Q. When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please, oh, baby, go. Simple and clean is the way that you make it me feel tonight. It's hard to let it go. I'm going to stop before I get into this because I will get into that whole goddamn song. That is, you heard me correctly. Sora from Kingdom Hearts has joined the Smash Brothers universe and, like, it's lit. Like I am very excited about this announcement because Sora is one of a one of the most amazing characters to probably pull into this, and he will have so many special Smash moves that I can probably only imagine they'll pull out. So yeah, claps up for a Nintendo team. Claps up for everybody working on that project and working on Smash Brothers. Thank you for hearing out the people. I will live with no Waluigi if we if we have motherfucking Sora. Waluigi, I'm so sorry. But Sora kind of trump, trumped you, bro. I'm sorry. Why? Ah, 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 ah. But yeah, um, that was so. I saw this. Um, I saw this major 
um, video about this woman, this teacher. She let her son see the smash announcement in her class while the class was getting ready for the day. And this kid fucking flipped out. Like it's it's one of the best TikToks that I've seen for for a minute. So yeah, um, it was it was glorious because he encapsulated all of our reactions into one exuberant child. But yes, <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get off of let's get off some happy stuff. I got to talk about some serious stuff, some very serious stuff because if you guys remember last. Last week's episode, we had a issue where Zuckerberg and Facebook was hacked or allegedly hacked or something happened to where Facebook got shut down. So in all of that hoopla and hoorah, apparently Twitch was also breached. That's great. Like they were legitimately breached and they don't know how it happened. They they know that everyone's. Passwords are compromised. A lot of their um, Amazon accounts have been compromised. And if you are on um, Twitch, they literally put out a statement that that you should change all of your information. And the initial leak, those claims only be about one or two consisted of 120 gig, 128 gigs of data. But it honestly picked up a lot of their people's earnings, a lot of people's pack private back back end data. Like I said, their payouts and all that shit. Like it. It was a huge breach, and this was their statement on October 6th. We can confirm that a breach has taken place. Our teams have been working with urgency to understand the extent of this. We will update the community as soon as any additional information is available. Thank you for bearing with us. So, yeah, this this is not sitting well because there are a lot of people who have been put in the line of fire with this. So, yeah, it's... Whew. I'm not going to go on another rant about the protection and the privacy and all that stuff or whatever, but you guys definitely, if you're on Twitch, I, I even run our second, um, my second podcast, you filthy casuals. Um, we run that on Twitch on every other Friday. And I was like, are we good? Like, is this, <laughs> we supposed to, we supposed to be all right. They're going to, cause like there were crazy things happening. Like people were on their, um, on their stream and they would notice that like, Hey, there's a picture of Jeff Bezos very zoomed in in the background as you're, as your like fucking cover photo, like, it, they, the person who had control of Twitch really did a number, and they they got a lot of info that may be detrimental to a lot of people. So keep keep a diligent eye on your stuff, especially your finances, especially if you're a Twitch streamer and they have your payout information, they have all of that stuff. So yeah, go ahead and take precautions and make sure everything is bolstered down and batting down the hatches. Okay, see that that is the um that is the update on that. If there's anything new comes out about it, I definitely will keep you guys up to date and informed, okay? All right. Moving to some other lighter news. Let's go ahead and give a shout out to Lonnie Johnson. If you do not know who Lonnie Johnson is, you aren't a kid of the 80s. So, um, Lonnie Johnson is the man who revolutionized summer. He was a NASA engineer and he invented the super soaker. We wanted to give a belated happy birthday shout out to Lonnie Johnson because he's one of my favorite black creators and inventors. Um, he turned 72 this year. Um, thank you for all the things you've given us. And we want to give you your flowers while you're still here with us. All right. Um, what else do I have for you guys in the docket? So if you remember a couple of episodes back, I told you that there was going to be a new webtoon comic of the Batman um, in the Bat Family, I think it was called Bruce Wayne Bat Family Adventures. And it was a nice little lighthearted Webtoon comic that was sponsored by Webtoon and DC Comics for the licensing. And so, but apparently now they're getting a a limited six series, like a limited six episode miniseries, I want to say it is. Um, but it's going to be a live action action miniseries. And it will be done by Ishmahawk, um, the popular um, YouTube channel Ishmahawk. And they are denouncing the cast for it now. So Jonathan Bentley will be playing Bruce Wayne. Yoshi Sudaroso is going to be Dick Grayson slash Nightwing. Lisa Foley's will be Barbara Gordon slash Oracle. Tim Neff will be Jason Todd slash Red Hood. Peter um, Sudarso, the brother of Yoshi, um, will be playing Tim Drake slash Red Robin. Megan Camarnara is going to be Stephanie Brown slash Spoiler. Gemma Nguyen as Cassandra Kane slash Orphan. Carter Rockwood as Damian Wayne slash Robin. Um, Deshaunt. 
Fiction Stiggle will be. Do- oh, I know Fiction. Oh shit. Um, yeah. Again, this is. <laughs> I'm reading this shit off to you guys as well. Um, Deshaun Fiction Stiggle will be Duke Thomas slash Signal, and Marcus Weiss will be Alfred Pennyworth. So yeah, this is a dope cast. And again, I I know a couple of these people here on here, and they do some great work. They put out um 17 images on IGN, um for the actual live action miniseries, and they put out. Uh, a trailer on YouTube. So yeah, these guys are really going in with it. I'm very happy to see this thing come to fruition. So yeah, um, it looks really good. And I do enjoy that Tim and Dick are going to be two Asian male leads. So yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So um, you guys definitely, I, I, you just don't know how much I'm, I'm happy to see that. So yeah, but um, please be on the lookout for that on YouTube. And you guys definitely will be entertained. All right, so moving on to the doc, into the docket, Microsoft is actually bringing back the Connect. Um, so it's going to come back in a weird new way. If you guys remember the Connect, it was that thing that Microsoft used to spy on your life as you were you had your Xbox in your home, but that didn't work out so well, and it was also kind of it was also kind of messed up because you had to have a connect because you had to have the the payment plan or whatever to get online and stuff like that. And it had to always be connected. If it was never, if it ever was disconnected from the internet or the Wi-Fi, you would not be in the system or you would lose your games and shit like that until you reconnect crazy. So, um, sky, the television, um, yeah, the television network over in the UK, I want to say, yeah. And they're introducing what's called, sky glass and sky glass will be a tv and with this tv they actually will be pairing them with microsoft connects so working with microsoft we're also building fantastic feature that lets us watch tv together even if we're miles apart explains fraser sterling sky's chief product officer it syncs your tvs with their other households with integrated video and chat on screen and you can choose the content from the biggest channels including premier league matches movies and all your favorite entertainment so this is going to be an interesting use for the sky. Um, sorry for the sky glass. Um, and it's going to be able to play games and all that stuff. They had a little thing with people playing Fruit Ninja, and like you can use, you can see being used for like I said chat and video calls and stuff like that. So that's very interesting that they chose to resurrect the the Connect to be this platform's um camera when there are plenty of other cameras that possibly could be used. It probably was the the cheaper option because you have to get rid of those shits honestly like you have to get rid of them <laughs> um but yeah so that's interesting thing on the docket for you guys okay all right moving forward all right so yeah we got new news from the dceu we have an exclusive coming from giant freaking the robot yeah giant freaking robot says that exclusive michael keaton and ben affleck um, we'll be sharing scenes as Batman in the Flashpoint movie. So, yeah, so we've been talking about this for a bit of how many Batman are actually in the DCEU at this moment. We know we have the current Batman of Bat Batfleck. Um, we you know we have the Batman that will be in the Matt Reeves version, who's Robert Pattinson, who's not connected with the main DC timeline or DCEU timeline. Um, we also have Michael Keaton who will be reprising his role as the 1980s Batman when we go to that universe in the Flashpoint series. So yeah, so Ezra Miller will be jumping through the universe and it says seeing Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne um, team up and talk to each other actually in the Flash is going to be what fans really want to see when it comes to the DC announced upcoming movie. Um, they say that they have the exclusive like information that there um we previously learned that the flash would be his last appearance and that dc executives were firm on this now they're talking about ben affleck as batman um now his fate has been called into question it sounds like people are pulling for affleck's batman people like jared leto so we may have to wait to to have yeah we might have to wait a while after the flash releases to be sure that the studio is doing with him for michael keaton things are more shored up we've learned that the actor has been signed on for multiple future roles as batman in dc so we we figured this out as well because he was signed on for more multiple roles and they're going to pull this as probably a a la 
into the Spider-Verse and just bring people from different multiverses in. And that's probably how they're going to make the new Justice League with Ezra, Mis- Ezra Miller's Flash being the focal point of this. So, yeah, so it's be interesting to see. But, yeah, I am excited to see if they will share screen time, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton, because that is just, like, two Batman. Like, oh, my God, it'd be dope. And it also kind of harp back to that whole Flashpoint um, moment when Bruce was reading the letter from his father, Thomas, from the actual Flashpoint universe. Like, craziness. So, yeah. All right, moving forward in the docket. Oh, we have an announcement of the two newest recipients of the Nobel Peace Prize. So, they um, are Maria Ressa. She is a, um, sorry, Maria Risa. She is a journalist of the Philippines and Dmitry Murtov of Russia. They were awarded the Nobel Peace Prizes for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression. And that's a dope thing. Um, I'm definitely enjoying that we still do this because the Nobel Peace Prize is just a symbolic thing. But it really does prove that there are still amazing people out in this world. And they need to be recognized for the for the things that they do for us. And you may not see that the immediate effects of their actions or are their work or struggle but honestly they make the world a better place for all of us even if it even if it takes their entire lives to do so so shout outs to maria risa and dimitri martov congrats on your um, nobel peace prizes all right moving forward in the docket we actually have a new premiere date for something that you guys probably forgot about Critical Role is getting a premiere date for their series, Legend of the Vox Machina. Um, That's going to be set for Amazon Prime. Oh, my God. I am excited to see how this is going to play out because it's an animated adventure of basically the Critical Role game that we've been watching for so long. Um, (laughs) If you don't don't know what Critical Role is, it's basically an ongoing D&D um board game series with a group of people who have been playing this game for a while together um and it's it's lovely um you have to really dedicate some time if you ever want to watch critical role those episodes are like four hours long but that's truly a D experience because if you're not playing and you're just watching on the sideline it's forever like, but yeah, it's such a good, such a good game, such a great experience, such a great team of people. Um, and you get all the characters and so, so season one of the legend of Vox Machina will be premiering on February 4th, 2022. It is a adult animated fantasy adventure series based on critical roles. First Dungeons and Dragons campaign. That's going to be crazy. If you guys, <laughs> they've gone through a few campaigns now. If you have, if you have the time again, if you have the time. Go ahead and go back to the first campaign. Go to Critical Role's YouTube and see if you can find the first campaign. I think it's in a playlist. Um, And, yeah, Amazon announced the premiere date at a virtual New York Comic Con panel Friday with the founders cast and the the founders and the cast of Critical Role. It also released the show's title sequence. You can, like I said, you guys can find that on YouTube as well and watch that. And the Critical Role cast F-bombs the live read and scenes from Legend of Vox Machina. So, yeah. Oh, New York Comic Con also happened, which was amazing. Um, you guys definitely go ahead and check out a lot of people's um, their, their tweets and their, their posts and everything back from NC, NYCC. Um, it's good to be back in con, like full con season. Um, definitely check out my homie, Fantastic Frankie. She has an amazing um, set of photos that she took during NYCC. She also did a little bit of um, a little bit of work down there. You guys check her out. Shine the Geek actually as well was at work at NYCC. Go check her her, her social media out for all nerds. Um, they also as well were down in down in NYCC. They are based in New York, so definitely um, you guys check out their cosplay photos of who they got to see down there as well a lot of people man so definitely definitely if you have a chance or if you had the opportunity to be at nycc i hope you had so much fun i know i can't wait to be able to take time off to do that <laughs> like or at least be close enough to do that without having to um having to sacrifice a lot bro like it's i'm in florida like i love going to mega con i love going to um all the cons down here in Florida. Even love driving up to Atlanta and going to AWA, going to Dragon Con and stuff like that. But again, I want to go to New York Comic Con. I want to go to San Diego Comic Con. I want to go to the bigger shows or so. I want to go to like 
Um, it's a show in Chicago. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it's a big con that's in Chicago that I really want to hit up. Um, E3, of course, as well. When I want to go back to getting into PAX and stuff, I'll probably do PAX South if we do one. I, I want to just get back into full con swing, even if they're small cons or whatever. I just want to be able to get out and go do stuff, and it'll be again good way to get Bobo's block out there. So, yeah. Alright, so moving forward in the docket. Let's go ahead and see what else we gotta talk about. Um Ooh, I'm gonna save this for uh, Alright, so yeah, so I'm gonna move here and then I'm gonna go to my other other set of things. Alright, so <laughs> there's a funny thing going on um before the last couple of days. Steve Harvey, you guys know the the host, comedian, and all-around um, black cultural <laughs> black cultural meme himself. He has a new set of memes. Steve Harvey came dressed. Uh, he showed a picture, I think, on his Instagram. Him dressed in this all-green outfit with some brown leather shoes. And every nerd and geek went off. He They compared him to Green Lantern, to the Riddler. They compared him to, like, the Hulk. All that. But then they, they, they started going through all of his wardrobe. And they started cutting him with other villains, especially Batman villains, which made it funnier because everyone first started calling him the Riddler or whatever. Um, so they went from the Riddler. They got him in the outfit as Bane. They got him in an all leather suit. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, as Catwoman, they got him in a classic tuxedo as Penguin. They got him in an orange and green tux as the Joker. They got him in a red and black and white as Harley Quinn. They got him as a Scarecrow. Like they they got him as all the major Batman. They even got him as Darkwing Duck, bro. Like this man be dressing. He he he'd be seen as Doctor Freeze. It's, it's like he, he had this. There was another one that he did a couple of weeks ago. It was a jean on jean on jean suit. When I tell you, boy, the best genus memes fired off immediately. The number three hero, bro. <laughs> best genus who? Best genus could never. Steve Harvey with the with the Steve Hardy, Stacey Adams to boot. Like, mm. it'd just be funny, though. It'd be funny. Um, I enjoy when we get to have a nice place to just laugh and, and just, and, and just like all come together under one consensus. All right. So next up in the docket, we actually got, um, DC Fandom stuff coming up. Okay. You guys remember DC Fandom is the, um, premier con that DC, uh, premier digital con that DC has been putting together for the last, um, year. So I think they did it in 2020 originally because i think it was supposed to arrival with um um east like either e3 or new york comic cons one of the comic cons that was supposed to partner with or so and this year we're getting our emojis for dc fandom very early um and let me read through these emojis for you because this is very interesting so we have emojis for aquaman aqualad black Ma- black adam the batman batwoman DC League of Super Pets, The Flash, Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad, Game, Robin, and Young Justice. So these a lot of these came came with a shock. Um, because we knew we were gonna get probably like a Batman, like the Batman one, and we knew we were gonna get a Black Adam one. We we knew we were probably gonna get um the, another Flash. But you also have to look at the emojis that come next to it as well. But here's the thing. We got, I'll talk about one in a second though. Um, but yeah, we got these emojis on here. Um, Gotham Knights has a Court of Owls mask next to it. And we got an announcement for Young Justice. Um, Young Justice Phantoms will be the title of the newest season of Young Justice. And of course, again, premiere on HBO Max. We have a Nightwing emoji, Superboy, we have Aqualad, we have, um, yeah, Aqualad emoji as well. So, like I said, and you have on the front cover, of course, Rocket, Nightwing, Zatanna. You have Connor, Arconel. You have Martian, Martian, um, Manhunter. Oh, sorry, Miss Martian. You have Tigress, and you have Aqualad, Calderon. And this is this is very interesting. It looks like they're in like a whole struggle between two worlds and stuff like that. So we'll see what the newest season has to bring with Young Justice. But we had this. Interesting thing happened, as I told you, there's an Aqualad, um, there's an Aqualad emoji next to a hashtag about Aqualad. And that's significant for some people because 
yes, we have Calderon in Young Justice, and yes, we have um, him being a main character. But some people are saying because the Aqua Lad um, emoji looks exactly like the Aquaman emoji and not like the Young Justice emoji, that Aqualad may be making an appearance in Aquaman 2. This is all speculation. This is all just us putting pieces together in our heads. This is not confirmed. This isn't even a rumor. This is just us seeing it and like, oh, we might get Aqualad in Aquaman 2. We haven't even gotten to DC fandom yet where we are supposed to get the first trailer for Aquaman 2. And um, we're hoping if we do get an Aqualad, we're hoping we get Calderon or we hope we get um we hope we get what is his name Jackson Hyde in the current um yeah I think that's his ja- name is Jackson Hyde in the in the comic books if we get Jackson Hyde it would be awesome if we if we get Garth Garth is also cool we have we had Garth <laughs> in Titans RIP um <laughs> but yeah we 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 may be getting some new stuff out of this bro like I'm very excited very super excited for this all right so. Next up on the docket, we actually got news, breaking news from Marvel that two, not one, but two of the breakout stars from WandaVision will be getting a show and put into development. And those two are Agatha, uh, yeah, Agatha Christie, that was Catherine Hahn, and Tiana Paris's Monica Rambeau. Um, we got these from very trusted sources, of course, and these people have been known for doing insider scoops and stuff like that. So to hear them say that, I'm very excited because seeing that these two people made such a performance on us that Disney went back to the drawing board and was like, let's make actual shows about them. Yes, we're going to get Monica in the upcoming The Marvels movie but to see her on like the small screen again and have a reoccurring positive role we probably might even get dr darcy back bro like we never know like it, it is such a lovely thing to have these people be given an opportunity knock it out of the park and then boom be given more opportunity after that so yeah Big ups. Big ups to Tiana Parrish and big ups to Katherine Hahn. Thank you guys for all that you did on WandaVision. I can't wait to see your individual shows. This is going to be lit. All right. So, um, moving forward in the docket. We actually have news on Doctor Who. So, mysteriously, um, over the last weekend or so, Doctor Who scrubbed all of their social media accounts. Like, legitimately, the Facebook, the Instagram, all that stuff. And we then got a premiere of a poster for the next season, for um, for Doctor Who season 13. And with that poster, we also got a premiere date, October 31st. So, yeah, the next Doctor Who season will be October 31st. So, this is also slated to be um, Jodie Whittaker's final run as the Doctor. And it's sad to see. So, because, again, I enjoy Jodie. But now where do we go from here? This will be an eight-episode season, and it will serve a larger narrative that will put a cap on her tenure as the 13th Doctor. Um I got this from midday news or so, but yeah, it's really interesting to see that this is her final season. Capaldi had a short run as well. Um, Matt Smith and David Tennant probably had the longest runs out of the modern doctors. So yeah, Jody did very well in her run and I'm very, very happy to see um, her come back to reprise the role. Cause she was really supposed to be one and done. I want to say, but yeah, this is, this is definitely definitely an exciting type of um time because we have a new showrunner as i told you guys a couple weeks ago we have well i'm sorry not a new showrunner an old showrunner coming back for a new season we have like i said the new feel and look of the um the the doctor crew it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be nice so i'm definitely gonna try and tune in on 31st so you guys can keep up an update on that okay yeah keep up for an update on that so Next up, um, we had our first new looks at the new, quote-unquote, more authentic Legend of the Hidden Temple. Um, They got a new makeover for Olmec. We have a new host. And, yeah, I'm excited because this is going to be a CW reboot of the Nickelodeon classic. So this probably be um, 
it's probably going to be a primetime thing, but it's going to be for adult contestants, not kids. So, yeah, after 26 years of Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple staged its final run under the watchful eyes of Olmec. The Obstacle Course game show is coming back starting, oh, tonight. Okay, cool. This uh, this time on CW with supersized set for adult contestants. By far, more went into the crafting of Legends of the Hidden Temple than making everything bigger, even though they did make everything bigger. So, yeah. I'm I'm super excited to see how this goes. They like I said, I'm looking at the contestants here, and I will always be a blue barracuda to the day I die. Um, so yeah, shout outs to the blue barracudas, shout outs to the green monkeys, the red jaguars, the purple purple parrots, all you guys, bro. So yeah, um, I'm excited to see how this turns out. I may even try to watch it, um, see if I can DVR it or not. But yeah, the set looks great. You guys definitely try to check it out as well too if you can. Say, so, hey, um, what else we got on the dock? I think I got a couple more things, then we'll hit up the musical break. I think I just got one more thing. All right. This is going to be big. If you if you can, this is another thing that we're probably going to... Ooh, snap, that, that was loud. Another thing that's going to probably break the, the nerd internet and shit again. Jonathan Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, and the superhero serving currently as Superman in the DC's main publishing line has come out as bisexual. And this will be released on the upcoming Superman Son of Kal-El number five. So, um, as you guys are, as you guys know, these things normally always come out with backlash. Um, Jonathan Kent is a great character. And I don't feel as if they're doing this to quote unquote BPC or whatever or try to make somebody happy or appease somebody with this or so. No, this is something that that probably that has actually been carefully handled and, and put out properly. Um, we know for sure with um, the same thing happened with Tim Drake. People were like, oh, he's doing it to do it. And like, no, this is all thing that's been leading up. If you actually read the stories, if you actually know the character, they've probably been putting this down for a while. Um, of course, with his relationship with Damien and a lot of things that have just grown naturally for for Jonathan. Um, yeah, it, it, it's okay if he's bisexual. He's he's a, like. He's a whole person. He's fictional, but he's he's a whole person. They want to explore multiple things and just, oh, I only like girls. Like, being bisexual doesn't automatically mean he will only exclusively date men. So, yeah, this comes on the heels of a similar announcement by Tim Drake. The Robin who headlined a solo title for a decade. Now, Tim Drake, Jonathan Kent, and Wonder Woman each are members of the Trinity, or has a, yeah, each member of the Trinity, that's Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, has a bisexual character in their family. The issue tells the story, will be released on in November, but the announcement dropped today in honor of National Coming Out Day. For anybody who always has felt that things like this are, are, are superfluous, are not necessary, shut up. Please, because there are people who struggle with uh, their identity for so long, just being afraid to say anything to anybody, just, of course, to deal with the backlash that they would feel if they were to tell, tell how they were on the inside. So something like National Coming Out Day is a wonderful thing for people to actually celebrate together, make more people comfortable with, with announcing, hey, I'm not, like, I'm not straight or I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not anymore. I am a a prolific ally and a and a friend of so many people who have had their moments to where they could come out to their family, come out to their friends and they come out to their peers and colleagues and stuff and it's a very liberating moment for them and I hate for people to try and polarize it and try to take that away from them and from this community. So this is a great announcement that of course a character that we have seen grow up from from his birth now and to his current iteration of how he's now is a bisexual man like and 
I enjoy that. There has to be more representation for men of this nature. And if they don't get that representation, they will never feel comfortable to live the lives the way they are. So definitely celebrate this. Enjoy this. This is not anything that has a negative impact on you and how you walk about the world. This is just someone telling the story of a character who's walking about the world as a bisexual man. And I'm down for it. So yeah. Pick up the Superman Son of Kal-El number five in stores in November. They'll have three covers. It'll be a main cover and two variant covers. So, yeah, um, very excited. Very dope to see that as well. All right. I believe that is all we have for um, the docket today. So, yeah, in we're going to go ahead and kick it into a musical break. Um, when we get back for this musical break. Oh, let me go ahead and let you know who it is. Um, it is Novelist. And the song is called, uh, sorry, Serenity and Reverence. So, yeah, you guys check Novelist out. This is a dope, dope track. I, I found it, fell in love with it. I hope you guys do as well. When we get back, we're talking about <sighs> Wakanda. We have a problem. See you guys when we get back from the musical break. Check it. Hey yo, uh, a long time only grows minds. Solitude where he had more rhymes than molecules. Of course he did. His body a temple of midi chlorians. He faced the trials, but they don't know what side of the force he is. Even a purest vessel can't escape genetics. A sharpened weapon, but heart failure could be his ending. Every hour we looking for a power to break the cycles. Hold a mic close. Had a nice flow since the psycho. You heard he was the dragon, but he only showed him one time. The flame darkens part of me opening the Jagan eye. All rise in dark tournaments, find the words to bend benevolent. Even though his spirit gun was excellent. If it wasn't for those meddling raps, he'd be a therapist. Mask cover the mouth and the nose, what type of air is this? Sliding off the sky, bison gliding, capturing air to bend the avatar. Master an element, hide your battle scars. energy that's the new form miles morales in a uniform who's informed tell the tinkerer knives a supreme thinker uh, thoughts linger if he don't convert them into ether then spread love never get lost i left the breadcrumbs everything you want is on the other side of what you're scared of living off wild time the clock tick faster swiping up the tears on my screen from doom passing i feel it more what you bring skill for your lyrics for you can cut the tension with a cool bar spirit sword this is an incision born in the illest forest to shine. He had to find more shrines and take the spirit orbs. Yo, check it. Dear God, humans still want the head of the dear God. Only Ashitaka can teach him a lesson proper. Nature versus man, technology versus land. War against your fellow man for what you don't understand. Hey, yo, check it. Another day, another gun sinks. The only thing they ready for is war, and I love your country. All right, thank you guys for joining me back here again on Bobo's Block. I hope you enjoyed the musical break. Again, that was Novelist. Um, the track is called Sincerity and Reverence. And whew, we're going to need a lot of that. <laughs> we're going to need a lot of that for this nerdgasm. Um, phew, guys, so I, I titled this Wakanda, We Have a Problem, because of, of the major topic that we're going to be discussing here, we normally don't talk. We normally don't talk pandemic stuff on the block i've done it like twice i want to say maybe oh guys um this one hurt so there was a report from the hollywood reporter um and it was about covid19 vaccine mandates in hollywood 
They talked about a lot. It's like Hollywood battle lines emerge in simmering vaccine war. Without mandates to get a shot, some film and TV sets have been thrown into chaos as A-list holdouts have caused stop state. Yeah, has called work stoppages, while others say it's not my pl- not my place to police anyone. So, this all comes down to a lot of the strict um, COVID nineteen procedures that have been taken on. Hollywood sets, whether it be TV, film, um, independent projects or whatever, like even down to just like basic YouTube, (laughs) YouTube, um, sets. Like if you're like one of the more higher end, um, YouTube production people, like you basically are a film and production media company without being in the movies or television because YouTube is evolved to something like that. But back to the real thing. Um, a lot of people have contracted this virus. Um, in August, a high-profile actor was on set of a film when he came down with COVID-19 and was hospitalized. The star, known to the cast and crew, being dismissive of vaccines and masks, was said to be unvaxxed. The film shut down for three weeks, but not before more than a dozen crew members got sick, sources say. Um, this is, again, coming from The Hollywood Reporter. Um, they've, they've taken notice, a lot of people, and a lot of um, studios and companies are coming down with mandates that you need to either be vaccinated or you have to follow protocols to to work on this set. And there is a lot of people who are who are fighting are are speaking out, quote unquote, against vaccination and mandates and things like that. And it's very it's very crazy, honestly. Um, one of the most noted people in this actual article is Letitia Wright on the Black Panther to Wakanda Forever set has been allegedly been spitting or, or like kind of reciting anti-vax rhetoric and trying to get garner people on her side about we shouldn't need these mandates and stuff like that. There are a lot of things that are call, call into question because this isn't just a Black Panther or Wakanda problem. This is a full Hollywood problem because like George Clooney calls it crazy a situation that some of his brethren are skewing the COVID-19 vaccine is stupid and it's stupid because every generation in our country for more than a lifetime has been asked to sacrifice something for the safety of their own fellow man. Get the shot. Fight the Nazis. Yeah, get shot. Fight Nazis, he says. And all that anyone's being asked here is to get a shot in the arm to put on a or to put on a mask. Grow up. Get something done. But a lot of people don't feel that way in Hollywood. They they feel that it's their choice, their body. And again, they're using that I, in, in the words of uh, the Princess Bride. I don't think you know what that means. What you keep saying it, but I don't think you actually know what it means. So yeah, they're 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 on the anti-vax rhetoric, and it's very taxing and daunting because. When we first started this pandemic, okay, of course, sure, there was no vaccine in sight. There was nothing that could be done. You just kind of had to deal with the work stoppages. Like Shang-Chi got shut down for two months. Falcon and Winter Soldier got cut short. WandaVision got cut short. Um, A lot of these projects started getting hit with COVID. So Disney was like, oh, that's that's money. So Disney is one of the companies who are like, hey, Let's put these mandates in place. You guys get vaccinated. You guys wear masks. You guys do this. Like, you have to keep each other safe. And there are people who are like, but no. And it's crazy to me because this is a very real virus. This is a very real pandemic that we're in. And it's going to be turning in soon to an endemic. Because with the people pushing back as they are on getting the actual um getting the actual vaccine or wearing the mask or taking the precautions of social distancing, it elongates this process of getting us all indoctrinated to eliminating this virus out of our body. But if people are still doing it, it's still going to be prevalent. It's still going to be something that will end up being like the common cold or the common flu. So here's where it really gets into this. From the studio backlots to agency conference rooms, the vaccine debate is dr- dividing Hollywood just as the Delta variant keeps up its destructive path. While vaccine skeptics are far less likely to voice their opinion publicly, plenty of industry holdouts remain. A number of performers from Rob Schneider, now shooting Netflix's home team, to Letitia Wright, who's filming Mar- Marvel's Black Panther's Wakanda Forever, have shared anti-vax positions on social media. In Wright's case, a set source says she espoused similar views about the COVID-19 vaccines on the Atlanta production set. The British act- actress quietly 
parted ways with her entire U.S. team of representatives in the wake of the backlash over posting controversial anti-vaccine um, videos in December. So if you think back to that, this is kind of like, this is the reason why I want to talk about her in particular because this isn't the first time she's done this Letitia has shared the anti-vaccine rhetoric before on social media and with people that she's like oh this is this that and the third and you guys need to listen to this and oh this is like and we gently um because the internet could be harsh we, we we were like hey girl no no please don't Shuri please stop it and people are 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 kind of taken aback because she's like oh she just don't give a fuck does she like it's just crazy to see because it's something because everyone is saying like girl this is you're you're shuri you are the next in line in the franchise to become the face of the company especially after the passing of of um chadwick boseman and something so horrible can 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 turn into something even worse if we get this person who's going to be a figurehead, a platform, um, platform face for this franchise, who's legitimately denying science, who's legitimately denying people their safety and their 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 right to have a ability to be vaccinated or so and she has as people are saying her right to not be vaccinated i can't police and control anyone i just know what i would prefer for someone who says that they are going to be working with me to to have i would prefer that my like my co-workers be also vaccinated i would prefer that if you were not going to be vaccinated to wear a mask stay six feet away from me Get, do the simple things wash your hands when you come out of the bathroom, wash your hands even when you touch an unknown surface. There's a lot of stuff going around on this goddamn movie set. Like, it's it's hard for people who are doing their best. Someone who 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 legitimately has probably taken all the precautions, kept themselves away from everything, the people they love and stuff like that. Just for you to waltz up in here and just be like, oh, dude, dude, I don't give a fuck. Because I think... This, this is honestly coming from one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, Juan Carlo Esposito. It's a, in, they say, they call it, this is from, um, this source is coming from Gizmodo. They call it an interesting piece of commentary, but I feel like it's the fucking truth. Juan Carlo Esposito, Esposito, he's also um, been doing a lot as of recently. He's just getting back to um, working for Disney. He's also under Disney's long arm of of control like he is um, Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian and he had this to say if you don't want to vaccinate go to a small island and sequester yourself otherwise you're saying fuck you to all of your other human beings we all have to do it if we want to live I don't understand how people don't vaccinate Esposito told The Hollywood Reporter for me I've lost dear friends so I know it's real not only in Europe, but in America. Friends who were completely healthy and uncompromised. The vaccine is the answer to stop all the, to, to at least slow this down. I'm not downing anyone who doesn't want to vaccinate. Don't work or ride it out. Yeah, go ride it out somewhere where you're not going to compromise anyone else's if you get it. So, yeah, that, honestly, like, that's my position. Like, I don't want you to feel like, okay, yeah, you, yeah, don't, don't work or whatever, um, don't work, but don't work with me. Like if you're not vaccinated or you're not willing to at least mask up, get vaccinated or so, or at least take the right precautions to work on this set. It's, it's a no go for me. Like go, like go isolate yourself because honestly, I have seen so many people die from this thing. Personally, I have had so many friends who have lost loved ones who have lost, um, caring friends like themselves. Like it's just hard it's hard when you see the numbers of people who have died from this, that there are people still genuinely out here like, no, nope, 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 not going to do it, not going to do it. Like, I get it. You're making this choice for you. But when you're making this choice for you, you're also making it for everyone else you interact with, everyone else you come into contact with, whether personal or impersonal. It's hard for you to really sit back 
and just take in that. So your brain just compromises and goes, nope, this is just for me. I'm the only person who's going to be affected. And if I don't get it, you won't get it either. But if I get it and you won't get it, it's just it's it's gymnastics, mental gymnastics that you play with other people's lives. And it's hard for me to sit back and just say, oh, it's your right. Because, again, I'm affected by this. The people that I love are affected by this. The people that we've lost have been affected by this. And it honestly takes, even it doesn't even take somebody getting it for them to be like, oh, I'll turn myself around. Because there are literally people who catch the fact, like the actual virus, who catch the virus and sit in the hospital and say, I'm still not doing anything you say because I'm just not going to do it. You're not going to put that vaccine in me. Like, what do you want? Do you just want to die? It's crazy. <sighs> um, but that brings us to the conversation of what literally should we do with stuff like this? Because Letitia has already come out and she addressed the backlash for the first video in December. And she's deadly. She's gone completely silent now. Have not heard a thing from Letitia Wright. People, some people are calling for her to be replaced because they don't want to have someone they openly know as an anti-vaxxer as the face of the Black Panther franchise, which is a franchise that has literally revitalized the entire Blur community in their, their, <laughs> on their quest of making history. We put so many asses in the seats when Black Panther 1 came out that it literally broke records until their biggest movie and crossover were to come out afterwards. Like Black Panther was a movie that they thought would probably just fall by the wayside, but with the tentative support of minorities, black people, people of color, and just overall true diehard fans, Black Panther became a phenomenon that could not be stopped. A phenomenon that you could not sit back and just uh, like and just not recognize it for what it's done. Yeah, it may have gotten shunned in a few places on the on the award circuits, but awards don't really mean anything if the people aren't behind it. The people are what made Black Panther what it is. But it, as we said, sometimes a lot of the f- fan campaigns really hurt things. But I don't. Here's the thing with with Disney and Marvel, they're quick to replace somebody. Yeah, like because the most touted replacement was Terrence Howard into Don Cheadle. Never explained it. Never gave us a like. Oh, this is what? No, no. Just he's dark skinned now. That's it. <laughs> he's dark skinned now. And um, we're also seeing it with with um Kathy Lang. Um, she's got a new actress. Not anything on the girl on the girl who played Cassie and Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, I'm talking now, Ant-Man and and she played Cassie in Avengers Endgame, the adult or teenage Cassie. But she's getting a new actress. It'll be the actress from Freaky. I want to say she will be Cassie Lang now. But out of bad of an eye, nobody, nobody, nobody's going to explain anything. That could happen with Shiri if this actually backfires on Letitia, and this actually puts her into a position where the mouse thinks that this will jeopardize the actual premiere of this movie. They will replace her. Yeah, we record it. Yeah, we have things um, already filmed, but we can re- we can do reshoots. We can push it back a little bit more. It, it's just but a call. It's just but a call. Black Panther's not scheduled to come out until I want to say 2023, 2024. Let me see. double check the date on that because like it's one of the later movies in the in the phase four. Um, Kind of forever. Yeah. Oh, it's late 2022. So, yeah. So, it's slated for 2022. Um, and, no, July. Yeah, July 8th, mid-2022. So, yeah. Even if she gets through to this movie or so and it goes through, they, they can still replace her later down the line. So, I honestly, I beg of you, Letitia. Truly. Please. Just think about what you're saying. Like, just think about what you're doing, how it affects the people around you. I know you're not probably listening to this podcast. I know no one, your PR team would probably never get you this podcast. But I hope that my words reach somewhere to the semblance of your, your ears or something. Letitia, chill, girl. Like, I get that you don't want to do it. I, I'll even respect that you don't want to do it. 
but don't put other people in danger just because you're you're in this thought process of oh this is blah 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 I, like I don't even understand it's not dangerous it's not it's not anything that will put people's lives in danger as not being vaccinated as actively being a, a cause to spread the COVID-19 Delta variant like you guys I try not to harp on this shit because there's only so much that I can say and there's only only so much talking that can be done if you're gonna do it go ahead and do it it's the right thing to do there's no agenda. There's no person behind the curtain trying to put a tracker in your arm. There's nobody trying to, to do an experiment on the, the community that you live in. No, it's the right thing to do because it's the first step to protect the people around you. It's the first step that you have to take to make sure that you are protected as well. Yeah, you may not feel like you can get it, but that's what everybody else who's caught the virus said. I have been very fortunate very lucky knock on wood that i have not caught COVID 19 but i'm also double vaxxed up even with the vaccine yes there is still a, lot, a slight chance that i could catch COVID. but it's better to have the vaccine and then my body be able to fight this shit off than just sitting around thinking that everything's going to be hunky-dory because i don't go out with people who have COVID. people who have COVID don't know they have COVID until they almost die from it that's all i have to say on the subject Again, we have a problem. Hopefully it doesn't come any bigger than it is now. And I hope that the people on the cast and set of Wakanda Forever are safe. I hope you guys are able to make it to the premiere. I hope you guys are able to, to go back home without any complications. hope you guys make an amazing movie. I can't wait to watch it. But again, there will always be a little side eye when it comes to Letitia Wright. Yes, she's not the only one. Yes, yeah, she's the one that was put in the Hollywood Reporter. But again, this is the one I'm talking about because she affects me the most. Of course, people like Rob Schneider, like, bro, go get a fucking vaccine. Like, what are you doing? Like, there are other people who are out there actively saying that, oh, they're just the vaccine bullies. Like, no one's bullying you. We're trying to protect everyone as much as we can. Bullying you would be totally different from this. We're literally just giving you information and we're telling you that this is the right step to take. So, yeah. You guys know you can find me anywhere you can stalk your ex on social media at BoboFNN. Again, that's B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N for the neighbor nerd um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can catch out, uh, check out my YouTube page, Your Friendly Neighborhood Nerd Bobo. Um, and, of course, as I said, it's the end of the show. Check out my Patreon patreon.com forward slash bobo patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o there you can find a plethora of ways to support me on multiple tiers and you guys can also get exclusive content such as my podcast kicking it and also my poetry podcast money for rocks um there you can find exclusive photos talks talking points polls all that good stuff (sighs) so um I want to thank you guys again for joining me for another week of the podcast. If you are sticking around at this point, man, you, you're definitely a trooper. Um, but yeah, I have a show. I have a wrestling um, event coming up on the 16th of October down in McClinney, Florida. If you are in the area, come out to Bergens and Brawls for DCC Dub. I'll put the um, flyer up on my social media, so definitely check that out. Um, again, you guys are the best. You truly are. I can't wait to see you guys again next week and signing off until then. Peace.